Hello, my name is Kael McCall. Welcome to the Meal Spike Radio, where we assist you in becoming the spiritual leader that you are meant to be. To introduce myself, I'm an ordained preacher from East Kentucky. I'm joined by my brother Jared McCool, who is a religious scholar from the University of Pikeville. Every generation has a great opportunity that no other age group has had, and we want to show you that opportunity. In this podcast, you learn the necessary wisdom to reach your fullest potential. We are on a mission to teach you everything we know, our skills and experience, as you navigate in this world to find your unique divine purpose. Help us spread the word and grow our community by sharing this episode with a fellow Christian millennial. Now that we are acquainted, let's begin. What you're about to discover is the inspiration of a generation devoted to sharing the love of Jesus Christ. This is the Millennial Spark. So today we're going to be talking about the fog of life. And what I mean by this is, if you had a choice between Billy Graham and Tim Tebow, if they had a disagreement, who would you follow? Let me give you the example of Billy Graham and Tim Tebow. Now, if you look at Tim Tebow's stance on abortion, he'll tell you, or at least uh, at one point he, he said, that all abortions are sin. If you look at Billy Graham, I actually watched uh, an interview he did in the 80s, uh, 1980s, with Larry King Live, the TV show. And uh, he, he made the stance that all abortions are sin unless the, the lady is in danger of her life or in case of rape. Now, obviously, those two opinions could change, and I'm not sure, before Billy Graham passed away, I'm not sure what his stance was. But nevertheless, my point was proven, that it doesn't matter what two Christian icons you take, and you look at them, and, and if they disagree, you know, who, who do you side with? And so that's the question, and that not only for abortions, but for homosexual marriage, and, and for what have you, like gambling, or or anything like that, about theology, of course. And so what I'm going to cover are two Bible verses on what do we do about it at first, and then after that, two more Bible verses that talk more about the Christian church and coming together. And towards the end of this video, I'm going to tell a personal story of mine to kind of finish things up. The first verse is the the book of Titus chapter 3 verse 9, and it says this, but avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Now, the book of Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 says this, But foolish and unknown questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. So what it's talking about here, there are questions out there. There's always going to be questions. We're always going to wonder about these issues. And the answer is to acknowledge that we have them. And don't get me wrong, there's certainly a place for these discussions. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when it starts to divide us as Christians, when it starts tearing us apart. Let me read the next two Bible verses I want to talk to you about, about this call to bring together the, the body of Christ. And so the first verse to mention is the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. That says, I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus and Gallius. And this is Jesus talking, praying in the, the garden before his crucifixion. He says, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, 
that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So that was Jesus' prayer. Tell the Christian church that yes, there's going to be these questions. Yes, there's going to be different denominations and, and radically different theological beliefs. Jesus' last prayer was that we would put all these disagreements to the side and become one body of Christ. Now again, that's not saying that these arguments don't have a place, because they certainly do. We need to talk about these things. We need to have a, a proper discussion about them. And let me tell you a little story of mine. It regards sort of a, a cult that I met. I was just walking along on the University of Kentucky's campus, and I was approached by uh, an individual. And this individual said, you know, would you like to attend our Bible study? And I said, sure. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a lot to do, and, you know, I, I was going to a few summer classes, and so I figured, you know, why not? And so I went, uh, and it was him and a, a friend of his, and we started talking about different Bible verses and, and le the lessons that come from that. And at one point, this really struck me, is that they started talking about our salvation requires good works. And I did not sit right with that, because I knew that was sort of the foundations of a Christian faith. It says in the Bible that our salvation doesn't come from good works, but from the grace of God. So I went home, I went to a friend of mine, and I sat down with her, and I said, you know, I'm having these discussions with these two Christian friends, and I, you know, I, I've never heard a Christian say works I required repentance is, but, but good works, uh, and that didn't feel right with me. So I was talking to my friend, and she said that there's a, something called the Apostles' Creed, and further on, uh, quite a few years later, there was the Nicene Creed. And what these creeds are all about, there were some Christians out there who actually were Christians, and then there were people who, are these people really Christians, or are they, you know, saying they're Christians? So what they did, these Christian leaders came together and said, okay, we, we have to spell it out. What is a Christian? And so they came out with the Apostles' Creed. They came out with the Nicene Creed. These creeds are widely known across the church, and, and many churches out there of the Christian faith believe in these creeds. The Nicene Creed, from what I understand, is a little bit more in detail, and so that's what defines a Christian. So, don't be fooled by these side questions. And again, these debates are necessary, but they're not intended to divide us and to prevent us from helping our communities. Bringing Christians together, that's the answer. 